my little half-eaten cans of Chef Boyardee beefaroni. Before we get into today's show featuring the great John Sowen, I want to do some listener calls. We ask... Oh, what's this? Shut up, Murray! <clears throat> so we put out a request the other day on Twitter for people to email us your phone numbers, and then we'll call you so we can talk to our listeners. So let's go for it. Our first person is Jay in St. Paul, Minnesota. Let's dial him up. Okay, please pick up. Okay. Hello? Hello, Jay. This is Todd from the Far Out Podcast. How's it going in St. Paul? Melvis? Melvis, this you? I told you not to ring my house after catching you my pig style with your tablacker out. You know never to call me, boy. Uh, this isn't Melvis. This is Todd from Far Out. Frog the Outcast? What the? Don't change your name on me now, Melvis, you pig, Raymond, cornfields, gum jockey. Next time I see you, I'm going to take my pitchfork and impale you like some redneck cornfield dracula, you some bitch. Uh, sir, it looks like you have the wrong person. I'm not Melvis. I'm Todd from the Far Out Podcast. Don't fool me, frog, from the far outhouse. Look, U.S. Texas 11 toad drag queen, if I catch you on my farm again, I'm going to put your eggs in the combine. Uh, it looks like that might have been a wrong number. Let's dial up another listener. How about Wendy in Bangor, Maine? Okay. Okay. Hmm. Hey, Wendy, this is Todd from the Far Out Podcast. You're on Listener Calls. This is Michael McDonald, the legend of smooth R&B. I must say, I've never met a man named Todd Perry. Well, Michael, I do a podcast, and obviously you emailed me with your number, and that's why I'm calling you. Mr. Perry, excuse me if this sounds weird, but you interrupted me when I was trimming my beard. It's the reason why I'm making middle-aged women holler. I've had it insured for one million dollars. Your beard's insured for a million dollars? Jeez, Mr. McDonald, I can't even grow a beard. My facial hair is as sexy as my baritone. It's the benefits of being a man with high levels of testosterone. Goodbye. It's time I put this receiver down. I'll leave you with a hit from the golden age of Motown. Please do. Ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Well, it looks like this show's becoming a major fuck-up, so I should get into today's show. Wait a minute. What's this I see on my computer? It's Superfan Giovanni from the Pod Gods, the Geo Get It On podcast, and some new Loveline Archive show. Hmm. What does he want? Boys and girls, let's see. Hey, Geo, what's going on, man? You seem like kind of freaked out. You're like hitting me up on the Skype. I'm sitting here recording. 
What's happening? You, well, t- Todd, I have, I have a fantastic opportunity for you. Now that I am the host of one of the top ten iTunes comedy podcasts, a classic love line by Podcast One, uh, I have decided to start my own podcast festival. It's uh, Podcella. It's going to be three days of peace, love, and podcasting at the Empire Polo Fields in Indio, uh, California this August. Uh, it's wait, a beautiful wait, wait, wait. location where they wait, do Coachella wait, wait, wait. every year. Gio, 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 you're, you're, do you know how hot it gets at the Empire Polo Fields in Indio near Palm Springs yeah, in the middle of the, the desert? Me it's like 85 degrees. There's some good winds and stuff. And it's like it's right where they do uh, you know, Coachella every year. It's perfect. No, no. It's going to be like Lawrence of Arabia. Like you're going to be sitting there. What's, what's it about? Uh, it's, it's about a gay guy in the desert. But, you know, Sounds but good. This is going to this is gonna be that, but minus the gay stuff. I mean, d- depending on who's at the festival. But oh, I'm, I'm just saying be there, so there's gonna be some gay stuff. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it may, may well. It's yeah, but you want on the bill because I got tons of more information. It is, it's a perfect well, opportunity for you guys. We're getting low budget back together. You know, the classics. It's gonna be Mike Chaffee, Mark Chambers, the Cena. Uh, we were gonna get John in there, but his agent was asking too much. Uh, you, you know, we'd love to have you in the audience for that. Oh, in the audience? Yeah, yeah, you know, to watch because you know it's it's that it's their show. They you know you know they built what we all know as low budget, you know. And also the opportunity for you is going to come later on, like day on day end of day three, beginning of day four. We have a slot oh. opened up, and I, I wanted to get you guys in there for the Far Out podcast to finally promote what you guys are doing now. Throw you guys a oh, bone. So, oh, oh, cool. My uh, is it a headlining spot? No, you no, know, no, it's, low budget, it's headlining it's, one day. Three a.m. Sunday night, Monday morning. So it just, you know everybody's starting to go home, but they need something to listen to as they're packing up their shit. Really? Well, you know, I listen to your show when I'm packing things. Uh, well, it's not really a packing. I think there's some, there's a lot of writing in it and stuff, and I think that, you know... It, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great to listen to it. It's a great show. We love it. You know, I know Giovanni have always been good to me and stuff, but I figured you'd well, kind of... this is put- a huge opportunity. Low Budget is reuniting. Uh, Adam Carolla yeah. is going to be there. Mark Marin. Uh, all, all the big guys. Here's what we got. Uh, day one, we're going to have uh, Adam Carolla doing the Adam Carolla show with guest Jim Jeffries, right? And then we're also okay. on day one, we're also going to Mark Maron's going to do two episodes. On day one, he's also going to do an episode with, guess who? Jim Jeffries. Oh, so Jim Jeffries is doing both shows? Yeah. It's not going to be repeat information at all? or No, no, it's two different guys interviewing the same guy. It's, you, know, what, you mean to tell me podcasting is just one comedian interviewing every other comedian? That's exactly what it is? No, nah, shit. Well, actually, there's about four comedians. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, I mean, you know, this all sounds good. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm a bit weird... About the location, uh, you know, just sitting in the middle of the desert with the 110 degrees. Like, who's going to sit and watch a live podcast? It sounds like a ridiculous idea. It's it's theater of the mind. Have you heard you know? of L.A. Podfest? Yes, I wasn't invited to that. Well, this is like L.A. Podfest, <laughs> but better than L.A. Podfest. Okay, it, but it, but it's in the desert. Yeah, yeah, like Coachella. Everybody loves it. Uh, we got tons it's of like great Coachella's stuff. Coachella's in April when it's 80 degrees. Yeah, it's, it's much less expensive in August. See, in April, they want all this money. And, uh, you know, we got, we got some great investors. Dr. Dre's involved. You know, he also invests in Burning Man. People don't know about that. He's ahead of his, you know, this, once we got Dre's stamp of approval, we know this is a go. So, oh, Dre's involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he invests also in Burning Man. You weren't aware of that? Well, you know, I forgot about Dre, to yeah. be honest. So, some people do, and this is what happens. Yeah. All right. We got sponsors, Go to Meeting, Adam and Eve, Mangrate, Sherry's Berries, use promo code Podchella. And uh, we, we got tons of other great shows lined up. It, I mean, we really kind of went out of our, you know, the, the stage isn't going to cost us very much. It's just folding chairs and mics. That's really all you need. So we Is really, that going to entertain an audience? Just people sitting on folding chairs? Do people Gio? listen to podcasts? Yes. Yeah, see, there you go. So, uh, you know, we got Brian Whitman confirmed. He's voicing Hologram oh. Lycus. 
I, I like the idea of hologram Tom Likas on stage. I think that's I think that's very well, clever. Well, Likas is stuck housebound in somewhere in Michigan, where where that mansion he has is, and he can't fly. And also, he did not agree to be part of this, so we just went around him, and now we have hologram Likas. It's by the same people who did hologram Tupac. It turns out there is not a lot of money in the hologram celebrity business. We everybody thought there was going to be a bubble and it burst. So now, what what about a fake hologram Likas? You're going to have that as well. Oh, we haven't thought of that, but see, this is why we need to bring you on board, Todd Perry. So far out's involvement. What we want is, uh, the, we were thinking 9 a.m. spot opening for the Mitch cast on Sunday or 3 a.m. Wait, wait, who's, who's the Mitch cast? Uh, it's this local podcast out of Portland. It's got about seven listeners. Uh, they've guessed it on one of my shows one time or two. So either opening for them or we're going to get you guys in at the 3 to 4 a.m. slot uh, as people are leaving Sunday night, Monday morning, you know, just waiting for their cars to leave in traffic. Because you will be performing last, so you are going to be in charge, like sweeping up the stage. Uh, we're yeah. going to have free peanuts everywhere. I don't know why, but we're going to have that. And we don't really want them scattered across the field because we're told not to make much of a mess. So you have to clean oh, that God. up. Uh, we only have oh. two porta potties, <laughs> so we're going to need those emptied several times a day, every day throughout the you know whole session. Did you get Buck to do this? Uh, we haven't talked to Buck yet. We figured he's your bitch, so you will get you commissioned. And then once we got you, we got Buck. And whoever else you bring with your weird cast characters, like that guy from The Onion and the other guy who works for Real oh, yeah. Tom Likas, as long as he doesn't tell Real Tom Likas about our hologram Likas. I'll get back to you, G, okay? I'll, uh, you know, I'll Skype, I'll email you, you know, I'll tell you on the Twitter. Uh, let me just talk to Buck about it, all right? Before you go. All right, all right, Gio. Before, it's been a pleasure. Before, Thank. I got to get back to finishing my no, show no, here. Before you go. We got uh, Salwan on the show today. I'll, I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, thanks, you. Thank you. All right, I don't know. How to, I don't know which one goes to which. All right, I'll, well, just open with it. Ain't no fun. Okay. All right. Ain't no fun. Yeah. Out of tune. Ain't no fun. When I met you, I was not baby. Before I opened up your gap I had respect for you, lady And now I take it all back Cause you haven't lived your And you even licked my Just leave your number on the cabinet Promise, baby, I'll give you a call Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Don Barry. The right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, what to do? Just <laughs> chucking the guitar. Just chucking a guitar out of here, sorry. That was really out of tune. That was really out of tune. That was, I was trying to play a little bit of a Ain't No Fun Right. By Snoop Doggy Dizzle. Oh, I recognized. Oh, oh I recognized knew- it, but uh, yeah, it was a bit, bit undertuned. Maybe I should have tuned the guitar before we did that. Uh, to the right of me is the great Buck Perez, and the left of me is the great John Salwin. Hey, I was trying to like figure out which strings on the dulcimer <laughs> need tuning, but I can't figure this thing out. So. It's, it's turning into like a um, monkey's show right, right Just now. Just leave it right <laughs> like there. Figuring out the instruments. Yeah, yeah. an episode of the monkeys. Yeah. John has, I, my uh, father-in-law gave me a dulcimer. Look it up online what a dulcimer yeah. is, but it's a weird four-string kind of. Um, I'd say it would be like if you were uh, on the Smurfs and they had the guy who had the lute. 
Yeah. yeah. He would be like the guy playing next to him would have a dulcimer. So my father-in-law gave me a dulcimer, and he said, uh, you don't need to learn how to play it until I die. And his name's Dan, and he's of Irish descent, and he said, I just want you to play Danny Boy for me on the dulcimer after I pass. So oh, I got a little bit of time, because Dan's very help, uh, healthy and a, a wonderful guy. But I just want to, you know... You're a performer. That's a shit ton of pressure right there. Sir. To play a dulcimer, but an instrument I don't even know, Boy, yes. Vey. I mean, it's, it's going to be eyes on Todd. At that thing. Yeah. That, yeah. That's going to be. It's you better bring it. Like Jermaine Jackson singing Smile at Michael Jackson's funeral, you know? Yeah. Smile. I'm gonna what t- was Jermaine Jackson's hit? I know what you do, what you do, what you did to me. And uh, I think Let's Get It Started was another hit. You, you better oh, be good. You better be bringing it more than that, sir. Yeah. I mean, All right. I tightened one string back up. No, That's good. What you do, what you do, what you did to me. All right, John, you have the dulcimer already? Are you about to ready to play some Not hits yet. right now? No, no, no. I'm still figuring out which string goes to what. So while John fucks with that, I'd like to thank <laughs> everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and I'm happy to serve you with uh, another hour of pod if we get that far. Yeah. And... uh I had a weird experience the other day. I was at Jiffy Lube. I was getting uh, my wife's uh, car lubed, and uh, I'm sure there's some big-time car nerds who just be like, do your own oil change. But uh, I was at the... That ain't happening. No. I was. Uh, I took my wife's Scion to the Jiffy Lube to get it did. The and, Scion. Uh, it, in the, in the Jiffy Lube is located right next to a head shop. Oh, no. In uh, Lakewood over here. And so then I, I said, well, I got some time you know, between... You know, getting the car done, and uh, so I decided to walk into the head shop because I thought maybe they'd be selling bath salts. <laughs> okay. Because I thought maybe I'd like to do a bath salt show where everybody on the podcast, you know, snorts some bath salts. No. And then shit gets real. Well, you, know? you can Let's do that. Do this. Yeah, you can do that whenever I'm not here. I'm Let's all for that. Do this, John. You wouldn't be down for the bath salt show? No, mm. no, not not so much. Not a fan. What you're telling me is you don't like eating face, which I find is you know. <laughs> I want- no, I just prefer to, you know, when I eat face, I prefer to be conscious. All right. And aware that I'm doing it. Well, you know, they say everybody has their Grammy moment. Right. You know, like with all the promos and stuff for the Grammys. I want John to have his big lurch moment. Where like big, big, big lurch, lurch moment. Big lurch, the rapper took too much PCP and uh, ate out a woman's chest. I want John yeah. to have that moment on basalts. And it's, so I guess basalts are like a weird, I don't know, everybody talks about basalts, but I guess they sell them at head shops. And so I just said, ah, that'd be funny, you know, see what they got there. But they, uh, I, but I didn't want to ask for bath salts because I felt like that would be a weird move to walk mm. into the head shop where they're selling uh, water pipes, not bongs, but water pipes. Yeah, I, yeah. I would, I would case you. As hey, a, I would case. I need some bath salts. Yeah, I would case. <laughs> this motherfucker who's got two thumbs and needs bath salts. This guy. I would case you as a narc. If I worked yeah. at that place, really? if you came in and asked for, yeah, really, if really? you came bath in and salts. asked for bath salts, I'd be like. Yeah, five o narc five o. Yeah, exactly. Five mm. o. Why do we look like a narc? Like I used to be a hip kid who was <laughs> I'm like, sorry to tell you, on the streets and having a good time and <laughs> taking party favors. Why, right. why do I look like a narc? I went into Greco's once. It's because I'm white. Yes, I went into Greco's once. Yes, and I, I needed Greco's is a head shop in sorry, uh, Redondo in Hermosa Beach. Yeah, and the uh, first head shop in America. I feel basically probably is. And uh, I asked for. Uh, a urine test pass thing, you know how to how to do that. You know why? Why, were you, why, why did you buy that? I was going for a job at a retirement home, and I was training <laughs> to be a sous chef. 
at a, a retire- chef. At a retirement what? home, yeah. And it was going to be full benefits, and it was a, a place in PV. Oh, and so rich, rich people. Dude, this would have changed the trajectory of my life. Like, this would have been a whole different Buck Perez sitting here today. Okay. But I, uh, I was made aware that after I passed the interview that I had to go take a drug test that next day. Oh. The next day. So I was not aware of that. It was for insurance reasons, shit like that. So I was kind of freaking out. I went to Grico's, and I'm just like, yeah. Can I have one of those things to pass the urine test? I need to pass one. How do I do it and all this stuff? And the guy was treating me like I was a fucking narc. Like oh. He, like he was just like, no, no, I don't know. No, you can't buy that here, blah, 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 and all shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you dude? didn't smell like weed like you normally do? <laughs> I have my color. Like, uh, smell I- this shit. I think at that point, on when someone said you're taking a drug test tomorrow, I didn't, I, I didn't smoke any weed after right. that. Yeah, very fair. Yeah, very fair. But anyway, I did take such test. I did get such supplement. Yeah, I did take it the morning of, like it, it was told to me. I didn't eat pickles the night before, which was one of the weird <laughs> things that it said. Yeah. Don't eat pickles. It said don't eat pickles, so I didn't. That sounds just like weird. Like they have old wives' tales. Yeah, stoner. Oh, oh, old old stoner old tales. Shit. Don't hey, eat man, pickles. Don't eat no pickles, man. That'll fuck you up. Like, it, you could you could never smoke weed for four years. You eat one pickle, you're fucked. But anyway, all that yeah. all that stuff they gave me is like anti THC, right? Well, what is the one thing about Buck Press? I am pro-THC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I took that shit at 8 in the morning, right before my drug test, I uh, immediately, immediately had a bad reaction and puked it up. Awesome. Yeah. You should have bought like three of them and taken one the night before. I didn't know. I didn't. They said just take one right before the test, like an hour before. Just chug it. Don't, on an empty stomach, do it like that. I did, and I puked it all up. Oh, no. So at this point, I have... Uh, probably about a half hour before I'm supposed to take such said drug test, and I just puked up the stuff. Grico's doesn't open until what ten o'clock. My appointment's like not. I'd imagine any good head shop probably it's, doesn't yeah. open until noon. Exactly, and I'm I'm pretty screwed at this point. So what did it, what did I do? Took the test anyway. Did you pass? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my way up the next week. I was on my way up to Yosemite on vacation and stuff like that. I get a call. I have all my family in the car. I'm like, hey, what's up? And it was the call that I failed the drug test, yes. So yeah. I had to play that call off pretty well. Oh, oh, thank you. Did yes, you say, I did pass. Did you say, shocker? Yeah. <laughs> we found mild traces of cannabis in your mild? system. <laughs> mild. That's yeah. what they said. So, uh, yeah, I did, not, I did not get that job. But it was all for the better. Did it? But, but I, I Take that, a look at me now. Yeah. I yeah. feel that with me, if I didn't pass the drug test, I might go... Maybe I need to change my life on some level. Uh, yeah. No. I, no. The world needs to change to me is what I'm saying, Todd. Oh, okay. And look at the recent changes. Colorado, everything like that. The world is changing to me, Todd. So you're like the Rosa Parks of pot. Basically, thank you. Yes. Someday there will be a statue. I don't of know me. why you didn't think that there... Why didn't you ask beforehand if there was a drug test? Again. <laughs> me. Okay. Me, okay. me, me, you know? Well, I mean, that's kind of a giveaway, right, at the job interview? That is true, Where, too, where yeah. like, once you walk in, you're like, is going to be a drug test for this? Immediately, well, you know, they will give you one. Well, you know, you could have called up anonymously, like, hey, I'm thinking of applying, but I, I have really strong issues with drug tests. I'm not too good at that, because oh, I okay. just go to an English... Uh, Hello? That's fine. Come they, in. Do you take drug tests? As long as you don't go into the interview with the English accent, they're never going to think twice about it. I, it would slip. 
If they had a paternity test, you'd pass. Fair? I, I'd be walking around there one day being like, I'd be like, hello! And they'd be like, oh, that's him. That's him. That's him. Put Fire two- him for the past <laughs> 10 years that he's worked here. Yeah, put two and two together. Finally. <sighs> that was a Birmingham accent. Hello! Uh, you know, so I, w- I was in the, the head shop, Amsterdam head shop on South Street in Lakewood, and they had this stuff, and it was called, it was, I don't know, but it's like synthetic... I don't know if it's synthetic or it's like fake pot, but maybe uh, you, yeah. you've heard of this. Yeah, what, yeah. Okay, what's the deal with that? Because obviously, I, I heard a buddy of mine told me that his friend got addicted to it, and it was a whole thing, and I was like, why isn't he just into r- real drugs? That's been around forever. Yeah, I think it's called like Stevia or something like that. No, no, Salvia, Salvia. but there was, there was another one, and it was yeah. called like... I forget it was, but it was some kind of a fake marijuana. It wasn't salvia because salvia is horrible. It tastes yeah. like pencils, and it makes it sound like someone had that shot stuff, you in the head. All that stuff has been advertised. I remember uh, reading High Times magazine when I was a kid, like high school times. So you didn't, and, didn't and just look at it for the high pictures. school times. Yeah, high school times. <laughs> yeah, uh, High Times. Yes. Wait, so you for high school. You don't. Yeah. Uh, you don't still have your subscription. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> no, that that was it was for high school, high school times, right? Oh, yes. exactly. High school times, that's what, yeah. That's what we do. Sometimes shortened to high times because you know you don't have time to say school all the time. That's what it is, right? B- Buck's uh, humor has gotten high so subtle time. that on the last two shows I've missed it. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's there. You, you you're really developing. That's comedy. why we have John on the show sometimes right. to point out the jokes that you miss. Yeah. High happens. school times, yes. yes. It is high school days. My my philosophy has been as yours. Why go for the fake shit when it's the real stuff is there. Yeah. Why, why do I want fake fake weed? What is that? Have yeah. you ever tried the fake weed? No. Okay. No. I can't say it gets you high because I don't know. That's, well, that's... You should try it out as like a scientific test to the listeners okay. of the show. I'll give it a Pepsi challenge. Yeah, give it the Pepsi challenge. Yeah, someday. I'll put two in, two buds that I don't know and I'll, I'll smoke Cause one. Because, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone has the thing. It's like I think everyone has your, your, your theory. But, yeah, seriously, give it a shot sometime All and right. see what it happens. exclusive deal. His bird of salesmanship is going to enter into a no-holds-barred, non-sanctioned kumite with Adam Carolla's service pelican Gilligan. So, uh, over the next two years, I'm going to end up going to London twice. Why? Well, first of all, because uh, maybe John doesn't know this. I'm going to India yeah. uh, in June. Okay. I'm going to India for like 10 days. and then on What the way- brought that on? Oh, it's a long... We, we discussed it on the show already, so I'll tell you off the show. Oh, okay. But, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to... Can you to, give me the Reader's Digest for the reason why? The reason why is, and I boiled it down to this, because people, every time I say I'm going to India, people look at me like I have two heads. He found Vishnu. Yes. No, that- uh, no, because a friend who's a researcher is in- oh, okay. invited uh, my wife and I as like, kind of one of our closest couple friends. Oh, okay. And so then they said, why don't you come with us to India? And Sarah and I put our heads together and couldn't think of a fucking good reason not to go to India. So it's India. a group trip. Okay. A group cool. trip with some of our, our good friends, so I, I can't wait to do it. But on the way out of India, we're going to spend a night in London with some some friends of ours. Yeah. Because my wife used to live in London, and she has a lot of friends there. So, uh, so basically, we're going to stay in London for a night. Take it, the tube. Take the tube to the channel. The channel. To, to Leicester Square. Nice. Yeah. And, but, so we're going to go to London. So I'm going to be in London for a night. And then my wife's going to stay in London for about five or six days. I'm going to come home. So party at my house. 
Yeah, while while Sarah's gone, and then yeah. uh, one of our close friends is getting married who lives in London. So about nine months after, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna not go have back. to, but I I love London. I, I would live in London. We're gonna go back to London. Got it. So, okay. So we're going the second time for a wedding. Now, uh, my wife, she was telling me, she goes, "Oh my god, I'm so excited because if I go to a London uh, a, a, a wedding in London, she gets to wear a faceter." Mm-hmm. Which are the weird... Sorry? It, oh, yeah. John, do you know what a faceter is? No. Buck? No. A faceter is like when they have a big events in England and they have the thing that's like the headband mm. with the weird shit on it. Like it has mm. like a big circle on it. It's like a small... The, the tiny hat. Okay. The little tiny hats they wear. So my wife has been looking up faceters the whole time because her friend from London, when she came to our wedding, she wore a faceter. Claire, if you met Claire, yeah, who I love, Claire. Claire's awesome. Claire, so Claire wore a faceter. So my wife wants to wear a faceter to the wedding, and I told her, you know, as, as I usually say to my wife, "That's my, some my, weird shit." I oh, said, sorry. "I said, fuck that shit." <laughs> I said, "Claire <laughs> from London came to our wedding wearing English attire, right? Right. We don't go to England wearing their shit. Nope. We we get straight American on their ass, right? So I, I stole a Raider jersey. Well, I, that was one of my <laughs> ideas. Starter, starter right. Raider starter jersey. Raider starter jacket. Yeah, awesome. Raider starter jacket in my uh, Darren McFadden away jersey. Yeah, because I am away. I'm right, excited. that's fair. Not, yeah, not at home. home. Not on your home yeah. turf. No. Go, go to a game in Oakland. Maybe rock a Tim Brown. You know. Yeah. But so I said, honey, honey, buddy. We got to do this different. We got to dress like quintessential Americans. Like you, you, John. You probably seen Bram Stoker's Dracula a bunch of times. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, she has, <laughs> you know, Lucy in Bram Stoker's Dracula has her three sweeters, and one of them right. is a Texan, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I think it was Bruce Campbell, or I forget. But but he comes in bearing a huge knife and a cowboy hat. Yeah. And I told my well, wife, that's what you're gonna do? We should just wear massive like Texan cowboy hats. Yeah. And I I could dress like Mark Twain. And yeah. that would be the most American thing you could do at a wedding overseas. I can't think. But what do you guys think would be the most American thing? Besides maybe Dickies in a Raider outfit, you know, and a Morrissey shirt, even though he's English. But that's, you know, it's an LA thing. But what could we wear that would be the most quintessential American outfits? You could dress like they do in the Wild <clears throat> West. Yeah, you that's know, like what cowboy I'm... Cowboy hat, boots, spurs. I think that's it. As opposed to Mark Twain. Okay, Mark. Yeah. Okay, because you said Mark Twain, so yeah, you could totally go go wild, wild west. And I don't yeah. think I don't. I think the stereotype of Americans is so ingrained there that no one would bat an eye. Just be like, right. oh, they're Americans. Oh yeah, they're Americans. Todd, duct tape. That's why they have their spurs. Duct tape. Duct tape. Just duct tape. Haven't you seen like every year kids of prom they get sponsored by duct tape to duct tape their clothes like, by three M duct, duct tape prom dress duct tape tuxedo. Haven't you seen this? No. That you can make stuff out of duct tape, like a suit, yeah. But I think that's more of a high fashion thing versus an American thing. Like, I don't go no. out to a bar in Lakewood and have yeah. anybody wearing duct tape. Not so. Yeah, so maybe plumbers. <laughs> yeah. Now, Downton Abbey, yes. is, it's, that's an American show about British shit, right? I think it's made in Britain. <laughs> oh, it's made in Britain. I think it's a BBC show. Oh, okay. I thought it was, all, I thought it was on HBO. I thought it was made here. No, and then they, put, they play it on PBS here. Oh, they do? Yeah, it's public on pl- public crime. All right, see, I know nothing about Downtown <laughs> yeah, Abbey. Downton. Yeah, I don't even know that. I think you're saying it wrong. I yeah. think I think maybe I should just dress as Thomas the Footman. But Yeah, because I, like, I was like, you should watch some British TV show where they're doing some bullshit American stuff and see what their image of us is and then just conform to oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 Claire, my wife's friend, she was on the, on the Skype with her today, and she goes, maybe you could just bring guns. And like... <laughs> 
Like we'll have like large and glocks. Some moonshine. Yes, exactly. some glocks, some moonshine, moonshine. and then I'd be like, I'm one of the bushes. And just bring them the exact thing that they see as Americans. Yeah. Like, they don't see Americans and see Barack Obama. They see George W. Bush. You know, they see, like, a cowboy motherfucker walking in. Actually, neither one of those guys looks like an American. Let's be fair. They look like presidents. Mm, fair. I'm, I'm sensing it. John Wayne looks like an American, yeah. is what I'm saying. Oh, so yeah. I should just go with the quintessential. Yeah. John, John Wayne and Elvis Presley. If yeah, you just El- Elvis Presley's perfect. And Mark Twain, I'd say. If no. you just had the quintessential. Mark Twain's just too old. And dead. They know that we're not in the 1800s. I say. You know. I say Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders is good too. That's oh. what I'm saying. You do the Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Sarah do like some uh, kind of Ma Wend- Sanders. Wendy's. I don't yeah. know, dude. She if you rode into up. England on a horse, oh, oh. Well, but, I mean, I guess the, into with, England would be hard, but you know, you rent a horse once you get to England. But with a just, saddle, because the English yes. you have that weird gay saddle. Yeah, yeah. No, you take an American saddle. Yeah. We're at side you know saddle. To, you know how to ride a horse, right? You've had some horseback riding. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Have if, you ever rode a horse in your life, Todd? If we were to do a show which is called Shit You Didn't Know About the Hosts, <laughs> I'm actually quite a horseman. Really? Yeah, like in Costa You're an Rica. Equestrian. Shut the fuck up. In Costa Rica, I went through the jungles on a horse. Yeah. Okay, I have, okay, uh, okay, okay. In Zion National Park, yeah. I went through. Um, I went through the park on a horse. Okay, okay, uh, okay. My wife's sister owned a horse for wow, a long time. Wow, that's pretty impressive. When you're on the horse, you're never <laughs> not trotting. And we're talking right? about an actual you're horse. Not, we're not talking you're about not heroin. On, you're here. never on a. F- yeah. <laughs> You're never on the white horse doing, right. doing a full gallop, are you? Right. No, we're doing a full gallop. You've never done a gallop. I've had a full. I've like I, I've, I've been on. Lot, I've been on horses. I took as well. a lot. I took a lot of horse riding lessons when I was young. Really? And generally, yeah, we generally just you know went around because it's Arizona. Right. So you know we'd walk around like the washes and stuff like that. One time, the horse I was on did spook and was off at a full gallop for a little bit, and it did freak the hell out of me. Oh, if you're but not think, ready for it. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think I could handle it now, maybe a little bit better. Probably not right now because it's been so damn long since I've been on a horse. Right. But I got, I it probably, I mean, like, you know, get around, like, you know, riding around on a horse or whatever, I don't think it would freak me out that much. I think I'd still, like, you know, those instincts from, like, years ago would kick back in. Yeah. Although, taking off at a full gallop would probably freak me the fuck out. One of the best memories I have was uh, Puerto Vallarta. Me and Coop mm. were down there, and we, we, you know, senior class trip thing. One of the things was horseback riding. No one else, you know, it was one of the last days on there. We're like, fuck it, we'll pay 10 bucks to do it. It's one of the funnest times ever. Horse, oh, yeah, yeah. Horse's name was Marlboro. We're rolling, nice. <laughs> we're, we're rolling through fucking backwoods of Puerto Vallarta, which probably would get killed now going through the parts that we go through, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I just remember a lot of stray dogs in this one town and a lot of kids, yeah. 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 They, All, it, it was seriously like I was Clint Eastwood for a second. That's cool. That's yeah. how I was imagining it. Yeah. yeah, it's like that first episode of Walking Dead where he, you know, his car breaks down, so he has to take a horse into Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in that situation, I could do the same thing. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> ride the horse into Atlanta. I'd like to ask yes. our our, uh, our listeners because we do have a. It's it's a our biggest audience is in America, obviously. Second is Canada, well, because you know language shit, and then right. it's like uh, England and then Japan. Okay. Right. And so we have a we, we do have a fair amount of English listeners. So if you're an Englishman and you have an idea, a Brit. if you're a Brit, if you have an idea for when I ro- walk into that wedding, uh, wedding, uh, wedding in London, like what should I be wearing? What you should, should wear what the latest Doctor Who's wearing, and just be like, oh, I thought this is what you wear in England. Right. Yeah. 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 Also, I figure it's the year twenty five eighty two, or whatever, and show up in a police box with some Daleks or whatever. <laughs> some Daleks. Yeah. Or some Cybermen. Whatever. I'm glad you came over, Java. Yeah, I'm glad too. 
Maybe you should get going before Sterica town. Probably right. I was thinking I'd take Canyview Drive over to San Vicente and then make a left and get on the 405 North from there, and then I could just get off of Mulholland. I totally like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, honey. I brought us some tangerines. This guy was selling them on the off-ramp for everybody to two. Devin? Uh, what are you doing here? Sure. Why are you home so early? I skipped Wilshire and took Beverly over to Santa Monica and then took that all the way up. Yeah, I just came over to fix the outside speakers on your patio. Okay, so this yeah. is this is uh, the ca- you guys have never heard this before. This is the the Californians, which is a a bit they do on uh, Saturday Night Live. And uh, I recently I, I watched the show. I watch Saturday Night Live every yeah. once in a while. But I uh, you know watching this, I guess I don't I don't even know if it's current because they've been doing the bit for a while. Right. But it's basically the whole bit is it's like a soap opera, and it's people in California. And the whole thing is, how did you get here? And then they talk about like really precise street directions. Yeah. And it sounds like they're using Moon Unit Zappa's accent from whenever Valley Girl came out, <laughs> like '86. Valley Girl. Yeah. Oh, but to people who don't live in LA or the LA area, like that's actually half the conversations you have with people in LA is how you got because the traffic is so crazy and there's not that much public transportation available that you actually uh, do half. Half the time, a you're sta- you're in traffic. B you're having conversations with people about traffic. Right. And seriously, like you, when you when you talk to people, once you get to a party, they say, you know, how did you get here? And you're like, oh, I took the four hundred five. I exited Bundy, and then I took a left. Now I don't usually go left on Cloverfield, but I, right. you know, and and you have all your directions. And I thought that actually kind of nailed it on the Saturday Night Live bit. But I just wanted to ask you guys how you felt. Whether this was a realistic depiction of life in L.A. or not. Well, <laughs> I mean, like I said, not the moon unit Zappa accent so much. Yeah, it's a, it's a very stereotypical view, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can I see mean, the point. Yeah. We all know for a fact that everyone in New York's always like, hey, yo, I'm from New York. And right? that's their whole bit. First first thing they let you know is they're <laughs> yeah, from exactly. It's like people in New York, it's like they're that's from That's what they fort- say in New York. Like, hey, yo, I'm from New York. Hey, I'm from New York. Hey, <laughs> we're from New York. Hey. But we're actually both right. in New York right now. Yeah, they yeah. say that shit anyway. They're right. so excited to be from New York. That Sometimes they'll break it down for like hey we're in brooklyn right now hey i'm in brooklyn right now too i came from the bronx right you know that shit i don't know do you guys ever get this moment where you're having arguments with people over over traffic oh, not usually every day because uh you're in the grilled cheese truck so I, have to, oh, yeah. I have to follow a huge you know truck or drive the truck from like la to covina sometimes jesus so yeah that's quite the quite the route like I said, uh, I do have many uh, things to think about on the way over. One of them being a navigational guide, oh, aka Cholo Nav. Oh, oh well, okay. What's Cholo your Cholo Nav? Nav? Directions given by a LA street gang member. Okay, yeah. A Cholo Nav. Yeah. It was. It was again inspired. To be fair, not all Cholos are, are gang members. There's no. lots of guys I know who dress like a Cholo, but they're completely not affiliated. Right, right. But this was inspired again by my buddy Ernesto on the truck. Okay. The, the guy who taught me how to holla at chicks. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But uh, him giving me directions to Covina and be like, hey, you got to make a ride on uh, Citrus. Citrus. Yeah. Citrus <laughs> Avenue. You know, just little, little things like that. Citrus. 
And uh, yeah, when I'd miss an exit, they'd be like, hey, stupid, you just fucking missed it. What's your problem? You know, yeah. that's a good navigational tool. They need to have that like in in your car. Exactly. Like Cholo, when it's, yeah, for your Garmin or whatever when it's, you can upload. When it's rerouting, you know, be like, hey, stupid, you just fucking missed the exit, you know? Yeah. yeah. The only problem is that once you get west of Crenshaw, the Cholo nav breaks down. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and he doesn't know anything? <laughs> no idea? Yeah. Yo, man, I'm lost. <laughs> you want to go to the beach? Fuck that. Yeah. I don't know. I would know, like I would know, like when I grew up and I went to a, a church in Hawthorne. I was like, you know, was a very good church boy, and it was all like Hispanic kids and black kids, and they had no idea where the beach was. Yeah. It was like literally, they're like t- they, they they live like fifteen minutes from the beach, but they never went to the beach. They right. had, had no idea. Like, there's no fucking beach there. Eh? <laughs> like, there's no fucking what's this fucking Doc Weiler Ocean? What? Doc Weiler. I went to Doc Weiler once. Eh? Basically, yeah, that's where you go. I went to Doc Weiler once, and we did a fire, but I think we saw the beach a little bit, <laughs> and then I went in with my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> That was. I went I, in with my dickies. Yeah. What are my dickies? Like my dickies got wet. They never drive like three weeks. It's exactly out of stand. Uh, was it stand and deliver that one movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. There ain't no beach over there. Yeah, there's no beach there. You keep <laughs> driving, and you just stop. Because most of the time, if if you're black or Hispanic, once you get towards the area with the beach, you'll be pulled over. And so then you get t- told to leave the beach area. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying that as a joke. I think it's a. It's a horrible thing. But get this, Todd. Sunday afternoon, Jesse Thorne has invited you to be his guest on a special live episode of Put This On, his men's fashion blog. The theme is men who dress like they're from the 1920s and in order to cover up the war zone on their scalp. It's going to be great. He really wants you there. So I really want you to consider all this and really process it and, and take it in. And I think I think it's really going to work for you in the Far Out podcast. Enjoy. Uh, to finish off the show. Uh, John came by, and I got sent a while back a DVD set of the low-budget FM complete collection that Giovanni, yeah. uh, Adam Carolla superfan, basically went through, ID tagged all the episodes, got all the videos we ever put out oh, on, wow. on, oh, the, wow. on the app, and then put out a two-disc set. And it's kind of funny. If you read the two discs, John, open it up. Yeah. Read the two discs on there. And, and John hadn't picked this up because Giovanni sent it to me. Because uh, I guess John never gave him his address. Giovanni sent it to me. And then what do the two discs say? There's two different discs. <laughs> yeah, in the there's set. Low Budget FM, The Complete Collection, Mark Chambers and Todd Perry, John Salwin and Mike Chaffee's disc one. And low Budget FM, The Complete Collection, Mark Chambers and Mike Chaffee, the LBFM Coast Guard Enrollment Kit. Yeah. So there, there, there are two discs. One is the uh, earlier Todd Perry yeah. Uh, shows. Mm-hmm. And the second one is the, uh, went after I left and then kind of Mike Chaffee took, took over yeah. my spot full time. And, um, but if you look at the front, there's a submarine picture on the front. Yep. What, like, what, what's, who's in the front of the submarine? Like Chambers and Chaffee. Chambers and Chaffee. Yeah. All right. Second in the window, a little smaller picture is me. John Sowen. Third way in the back. You with a hat. Completely inconsequential. Let me, let me see that. Yeah. Let me the, see this. The guy who named the show. Well, you weren't on a significant number of the shows. Well, at the end, yes. But I mean, but <laughs> just doing the math. That's also when he put it out. I feel like getting last billing on the low-budget <laughs> FM is really... Feel re- like you feel like you should have been at a different window. I, it should have been me and then everybody else. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> of course. You should have been on the top of this fucking submarine. Right I should have been on the top of the submarine. Like a captain like this, like saluting everyone. Right. Yes, yes. 
That's who, what should happen. Who named the show? That's all I'm saying. God. That's you know. <laughs> but uh, so, John, is there anything given that you have this disc set now? You can go back, watch every video. Is there anything from the show that you would, if you were to put in the the two disc set of the complete low budget FM history? Any show that you'd immediately go back to and listen to and be like, that's one I want to hear. I haven't heard it in a while. It was something good we did or. I don't know because, uh, you know, I mean, I do, I do have them on iTunes and so I do like, there's some where I do periodically listen to them. Yeah. Um, I wanted to listen to the original David DeMarco one, but I couldn't get through it. Really? Yeah. That would be in my top three episodes we ever did. I like it. I like it, but I was just, I don't know, maybe, I, I, I you know, it might have been that I was just like too impatient or something at the time too, because I really wanted to hear it because like that was one of the ones where I was doing more of a character and I want to get into more of that and like figuring out what do I do by default when I create, you know, I have to step into a character or whatever, because I think that's the one thing right now that I do that I'm not great at. Yeah, you know, and so uh, and I want to get much better at that character development. So maybe it was that because I was also I, I wasn't necessarily saying, "Hey, let's just see what happened," because I was trying. I was judging it, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm horrible. I can't listen to this." <laughs> <laughs> and so that was my instant reaction. But that was the whereas f- most listeners probably are not going to have that reaction. And that was the first. I felt it was maybe twelve episodes in of the podcast yeah. version of Low Budget FM, and that was the first one. It was like. Oh wow, we just hit a next level with the show. Right. Like it was like the show was good. I really liked it. And I am, then that was like after that we kind of it was it felt like that was the launching point where the show became yeah, what I that do show want, was. I do want to uh, I do want to listen to that and it might take me a couple times because like like I said I'm listening f- for myself critically. So I might get like 5 minutes and just be like this sucks. I'm uh, going somewhere else or whatever. I don't know. And, um, well, and maybe the other maybe, one oh. if it's on there, if they have the uh remember that one that we did uh, it was one of the David DeMarco South Pole seduction ones. It was just, only put out on the app. Yeah, that and was it's, only, it's in there. It's, it's in, in there. there. Perfect. Because yeah. I that's didn't have the, one, the app, so I never heard it till Giovanni I never, put that cause out. Because I, I didn't hear that one, because that's the one that ends where I just say something like, uh, well, it all... About, it's about whipping the dog. About whipping the sled dogs or something. And then, like, you and Mark just cut... The, and I was like, and I was like, I actually had... Well, I, I had something there, and I forget what it was now. When you were like, that's great. Because I was like, well, that's... Because you were like, I forget what the question was. It's like, uh, what what's... Wouldn't the position be a concern there? I'm like, well, the biggest concern is going to be how you whip the sled dogs or right. something like that. Mm. And so, yeah, I am going to go back and listen to that show because I don't have a copy of that show. So that's right. what that's probably going to be one of the things I, that I go for on there. Uh, real quick, just to set this clip up, uh, this is a clip from an episode that was only released on the Low Budget FM app. Uh, called Banging Across Antarctica, where essentially John here played a character called David DeMarco. And he was a reoccurring character on the show. He was kind of this misogynist-type guy that, te- that I guess he, I think he said that he claimed to have slept with over 20,000 women, and he had these book series, audio books, uh, regular books, and then this he was promoting his upcoming video series about uh, how he had sex all the way across Antarctica, with different Eskimo women, that kind of thing. So there was this whole bit where he was talking, giving people advice about how to, uh, you know, get some in uh, Antarctica. So it's John playing that character, and uh, Mark and I discussing with him. And here is the uh, end of that show. He's got illegitimate Eskimo children all over Antarctica. Yeah, it's very tough to get laid in Antarctica. There's about a thousand people max in Antarctica at any one time. Most of them 
are males, and you do not want to sleep with the males. Now, Unless you do you get, know like, through that. a hole in the Gore-Tex suit, or, I mean, there's got to be logistical difficulties having, like, sub-zero outdoor... Got to be hard for the erection, also. Yeah, well, that's that's why, you know, like, you have to uh, basically con your way into some science circles. Like, say, you know, you could say something about, uh, you know, getting into a pool and having that affect your erection. Yeah. But I could imagine in Antarctica... Right like, outside. Very, but there very was that cool. one. The the did you did you watch that series at all, Todd? Yeah, I well I, I have it on my DVR. Okay, I caught some of it. I don't want to. I don't want to give you any spoilers. But I'm just gonna say, uh, Bravo, back of a sled while in transit. That was epic. Like was I don't think tough. many people in this world can say that. Yes, I have in fact been laid while being pulled by a team of huskies through the uh, through the Arctic. Now, were you were you um, the control of the huskies is also key. Yeah, I mean, how do how do you how do you finish the job? Please her, please yourself, and steer the dogs. No, that's tough. It's like in a situation like that, um, you don't have to worry about pleasing her and yourself as much because there is an excitement component about doing it mm. in a new place. It's not it's not an everyday experience. But it's obviously. not new for her if she's Inuit. Well. She's 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 that's, fucked on the back of a sled. It's just like in the fifties. It's like in the fifties in Greece and Danny Zuko getting down in a fifty-seven Chevy. That's probably not with right, Todd. Yeah, exactly. It's it's still not an everyday thing. So in in some ways, you don't want things to go perfectly because you don't want her thinking, "Oh, he does this every day," because that takes some, some of the fun out of it. So you want some things to go wrong. <laughs> He's always taking girls back to the sled. Right. Exactly. Now I would say you're in a vulnerable position if your penis is exposed and there are like seven to nine. Depending on if you're doing uh, well, yeah, yeah, the, I did a rod or not, actually, Huskies near the biggest, wing. Your biggest concern at this point is uh, how you hold the shotgun. I remember that was the one, because every D- David DeMarco episode that we did, kind of like we, we, we hashed out, we made all these points or whatever, and yeah. then we, we kind of wrote it, and then we did it. And that was when we actually, we were just goofing around in between shows. Yeah. And I just started talking with you when you started doing David. Yeah. And so we ended up recording a 20-minute show. And I thought, we should put that as an entire episode. Yeah. It's very funny. And then and I it think, was just bonus content. But, um, that was I've the actually, problem with the app was that, you know, we we were trying to do way too much. Yeah. That was the problem with that show is we tried to do too much. But yeah. You overextended. Oh, yeah. You overextended. But I, I, I've written three or four DeMarco bits. I think I've given John sense. Whenever John's come on the show and John's been like, we'll do it later. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know what? That's part of the reason why. And it's some of the time I am going to uh, I am going to power through those DeMarco shows. Right. I think, A, they are funny. Yeah. But listening to them now, it's kind of like listening to yourself from like four year, three or four years ago. And you're just like, ah. I could have done that way ah, better. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's part of it. And that's also part of, like, honestly, part of the resistance. Because that's one of the, like, even my, like, getting into the voiceover world, my agent sees me, I think, more of a char- more as a character. And that's not something that I've developed. So anytime I've, like, pulled out a character, they're like, oh, you're great at it. I'm like, I am? Like, what the hell? You know? <laughs> so that's one thing that I want to become much more strong, much stronger at. Yeah. Because I know, I think, like, uh, basically, I think if I do some good, like, study with someone who actually knows how to develop characters and stuff like that, I really feel like, you know, it's like going into a dark room and kind of knowing where things are and being able to pick it up. Right. And then the difference of, like, someone actually flicking a light switch, like, oh, okay, this is so much easier. Right. So. I, I, had, a, I had a funny thing where, like, towards the end of when um, I was on, probably because... Uh, it was t- towards the end of low budget FM. Like I, again, I always yeah. thought everything we ever did was really good, much like this show. Well, 
I don't know about everything. There was that game show bit yes. and the virtual frat party. Yeah, there, there were a few bits. Those but, were utterly horrible. But we like really. But the thing. But was, the thing that I liked was that we just posted them anyway. We're like, ah, fuck it. But we had, tr- we had tried something great. Like it was great tri- concepts. I, we failed. On. I like. I like that we tried. I thought they came out terribly. Yeah. <laughs> Some other sh- some other shows have just not really shot for the stars and made shitty shows. We at least yeah. shot for the stars and then they failed. And there was one. Uh, so I haven't heard like the last maybe fifteen episodes of Low Budget FM because I yeah. was like at the time I was, you know, at the point where you're just tired of hearing your own voice, right? Yeah. And I, but I was still loved the show and I, I loved doing it, but I couldn't I I couldn't press on doing it because of time restraints and the way we were scheduling things, and so. I put Absolutely. on I put on one show recently. I was just driving. I was like, I never heard the, the end of the series. I and so I have no recollection of them. And so it, I'll, there'll, there'll be other shows that I listened to after we did. And so therefore, I remember what we talked about, where it goes. But mm-hmm. you know, after recording so many podcasts, sometimes I forget what we've talked about, and I try not to ever repeat myself. But you never know, right? And I threw on a show called Bracket Madness. Yeah, which was I think it was Mark's idea. And it was, we're going to do brackets of different things. And yeah, I think de- you texted me this over Christmas or whatever. And debate them. And I never, I never, uh, I didn't remember that being a good show. Like, I remember yeah. we recorded it and not thinking, not our best work, maybe a five on the one, yeah. you know, an average, it gets a C. And then I put it in and I was like, wow, this is really funny. Like, I listened to it back and I thought, wow, this is really good. But at, at the time, I was like, I just can't hear it anymore, you know? You know, you know, one of the things that I like on the, on the very last, like, on the last show, that we did before it got brought back again. Oh, okay, the last, yeah. okay. The last I, 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 not, the, not the most recent last show where we are just sort of like, yeah, we'll be back next week. And here it is a couple months later. Um, but the, the, one where, the one that's called This Is The Last Show, um, we all brought in, I think it might be the second to last, actually. We all brought in like embarrassing bits or whatever. And like I think something from the low-budget frat party was brought in and stuff oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I gotta take a listen to that. And I brought, but my the, the first bit I played was actually like a two part bit from the uh, John Salwin's Colin Advice Show. Okay, and, like I lo- like was that was I was that on the show? I don't. think Oh so. yeah, you were on the show at that okay. point. Oh, you because you were the caller. You were oh, the okay. caller. Okay, very good. Nice. And so, like the thing that's great because like that was basically you remember John Salwin's Colin Advice Show. It's like what should I do? You probably kill yourself. Well, I, okay. You remember that? Okay, so then Mark, yeah. Mark, so I brought Mark put in up like bits. it sounded like a phone call and then yeah, 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 live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I brought in both those bits and like and the fun like because I set it up and then I listened to it and even when I hear that like after my setting it up again, hearing that awkward silence right after I say that and you two are just quiet. It's like it's <laughs> still like hearing it. This is like third or fourth generation. It still makes me feel awkward. <laughs> right, right, right. And then, then, and then the right. fact that we tried it again, it's like just uh, I, uh, that like 10 minute sequence there. That's one of my favorite 10 minute sequences. Of that. I got to yeah. listen back in here. Yeah, you got, and you got to listen to my commentary too. The, the sad, the sad, that one's awesome. The sad thing is that lots of the early low budget FM isn't available on iTunes anymore. Yeah, because uh, well, yeah. I don't want to fuck, because I'm, I'm assuming. I think you certain- can still get it on the website. I think you can still search for it on the website. Uh, but it's not but- playable. Oh, really? So I th- I've been able to play like I was able to play the Demarco show off the website. Oh, okay. So can you play? I don't know. I have to, I have to yeah, check you, that out. Yeah, I think yeah, he pulled. I think he pulled it down. I think it's still up there because I played it like this weekend. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right, I, right, I, right. I searched, and that was that was an earlier one. And I know, like iTunes, you can only go back like two hundred shows or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's a default of the program or something. No, like you that. can set it. 
Real but talk. I would like to. I, I am going to. I am going to because I, I am going to pound through the Demarco, listening to all of them. Which, by the way, I think the shows are great. I was just went to listen back, and I was just like, ah, I can't. Yeah, I, I know it's very different. You know? it's, it's like with the band. When Buck and I play in the band. It's sometimes it's hard listening to old stuff you did, or you know. And I'm, I may I maybe need to listen to it the way I, like I maybe because I was sitting in front of the computer and I was like, ah, I might need to do what I used to do: put it on the iPod, go hiking, or something like that, and then just like sort of have it there have so it I can analyze. Room. But yeah. yeah, and not just be sitting in front of the computer and be like, ah, I hate the way I said that. Yeah, now John, Jazzy. what's up, Jazzy Todd? Now, you, what you gotta do is Jazzy Todd, Jazzy Buck, yeah, man. Jazzy John. What's that, Jazzy break, Todd? You gotta bring back those old characters you haven't done in a long time. You need to twinkle those 88 keys. Sorry, you might be right, Jazzy Todd. And in the back of your head, you need just to feel that skilly that that book that the did it all. You need to find your inner self. You need to find the character you haven't done, like Jazzy Todd. And many times, you just need to find that inner part of yourself that wants to twinkle those 88 keys that makes you want to hit that bone and play another verse another chorus and go right in there makes you want to take a solo makes you want to go high up on the c chord left on the c chord right on the c chord i'm gonna throw a flat in there and it's not gonna hurt anybody skilly bat that do time to bit a toy that's a good thing buck jazzy buck how you feeling jazzy buck i feel mellow my friend have you hit an herbal jazz cigarette? <laughs> I'm feeling mellow, my friend. Have you heard an, hit an herbal jazz cigarette that's make you just want to scream? I'm low in the groove, my friend. I'm chilling. Are you feeling that groove? I want to hear the kick, the snare, the kick, the hair hat. I want to hear Thelonious Monk. I want to hear Thelonious Monk playing right between John Coltrane and Miles Davis and just really bringing it. Now, David DeMarco could set up in that scene. Oh, go. And David DeMarco could come in and bring something beautiful, something tasty. Oh, skimmy, Jazzy John. Yeah. We're gonna end this show. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, Jazzy John. <laughs> Felt like a rapper for a little bit there. But I the feel man. like I got let down. I feel like Etta James just walked up and just touched one butt cheek, but not the butt hole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice. This does feel like an old Jazzy Bar. <laughs> Jazzy Touch. I mean, preach it, Jazzy Todd. No, I don't want to get off the topic of ball shape. Good God! <laughs> anyway. But what I do want to say is I'd like to thank everybody listening to this jazzy version of the Far Out Podcast. <laughs> I'd like to thank Jazzy Buck. Yeah, thank you. I'd like to thank Jazzy John. Yeah, skilly bebop doo-wop. Shimmin' how. 